That's how you find the star. Okay. Fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> Hello, guys. Uh, wait, wait, wait. No, babe, I'm the host. <laughs> Good afternoon and welcome to the Jesse Williams show. <laughs> Let me do the intro. Doing the, I'm the host. <laughs> you want to do the intro? Well, I'm the host. Okay, you do the intro then. Good afternoon and welcome to the Jesse Williams podcast. My name is Oscar Ledlin and I will be your hostess with the mostess for today. If on the odd chance you have been living under a rock, I am Jessie's fiance and she's asked me to sit down and frankly ruin my intro and take you through a discussion about Jessie. So this is the Jessie Williams podcast with special guest Jessie Williams. <laughs> Jessie, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Oscar. You look nervous. <laughs> I am nervous, and for anyone listening, I have no idea what Oscar's going to ask me. I just said, let's do an episode where you interview me, and I asked him earlier today, what kind of questions are you going to ask me? And he said, I'm not telling you. So I don't know if it's going to be funny, serious, a big mix of both, but we'll just we'll just see how we go. <laughs> Lead the way. Well, Jesse, first of all, thank you for being here. Now, tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, your business, what do you do? What the heck do you do? What do I do? So I am a business coach. I coach predominantly uh, other online coaches, mentors, anyone who kind of is running an online service-based business. Um, And I would say that I do a mix of strategy with a lot of mindset work, shadow work and things like that. So on top of like the strategy of learning how to grow and build their business online, I also do things where it comes to like working out any mindset blocks they may have. So if the right strategy for someone is to be building their brand visibility online, but they have a mindset block where they feel like they can't show up, they can't be on their story, they actually feel embarrassed or awkward and things, we work through the mindset block as well so that they can actually apply the strategy. Very, very interesting. (laughs) So Jesse. Um, you've quickly established yourself as an industry leader in this space. You're consistently doing six-figure months. You did 170k cash income in August, but it hasn't always been like that. Take me back to your first month in online coaching. What did that look like? My first month online coaching was absolutely winging it so that would have been about I reckon about 2018 was when I probably first went online maybe even 2017 and at that time all I was doing was fitness and nutrition coaching I was a PT at the time and I'll just do what a I PT can in a gym a like PT a yeah, yeah yeah PT in a gym and I just well, I didn't know that <laughs> you learn something every day um so I just decided to just take that online so I was just doing prescribing people their macros and giving them a training program online that was $25 a week um and they would get like a weekly check-in with me they could message me 24 7 anytime I was kind of like always available and I really had no idea what I was doing first of all I was just like I had no idea about the systems the structure I was just like doing whatever I knew how I think clients were checking in via an email template. I would send them a template and I would just copy and paste it and email me responses each week. And um, everything on the back end was a little bit messy, but it was still, well, you know, I was making it work. Um, I had no idea how to get clients. I would say that I was like a post and hoper, which was like, I would just post content on Instagram and hope someone would just one day say, hey, are you taking clients? So there was no strategy behind what I was doing. There was no brand building. And I would say that I wasn't looking at my business like a 
business. I was very much just seeing myself as a PT that had services to offer, uh, which was just a bit of a different energy. So. I wasn't even really selling very often and the only time I would sell is if I was offering like some kind of package like I actually remember offering like three PT sessions for $99 or something like that and I would sell that but other than that I, I actually didn't sell any of my services I would kind of just post and, and wing it it was I would say pretty messy when I started out and tell me about your in-person PT how, how was that set up what did that look like what sort of gym were you in how much money were you making were you enjoying it who were you training yeah so when I first started I was working in a commercial based gym and I was actually just working as an employee. So uh, whatever I earned from my PT income, my employer would take that and they would just pay me my hourly wage. Um, that Do you know was what that was? $20, $25 an hour, mm -hmm. around about there. And this is 2017, 2018? Yeah. yeah, around that time. Um, and yeah, the reason that was good for me is while, you know, they were obviously making money off every PT session. They were also giving me set hours. So, you know, the 30 minute breaks in between clients, I was being paid for that time to, to clean the gym. I was being paid for that time. So at that phase in my career, when I actually didn't have a strong client base, it was good security for me. So it worked really well at that time. Cause if I had people cancel and things like that, I was still paid for my set shift. So that's kind of how I started. I gradually started building up uh, you know, a little bit more of a client base and I was coaching anyone. I had anything from like, I would had some you know, um, 17 year old males. I had uh, women you know, in their 80s. I had like absolutely everything. Um, eventually, as I started building up a bit of a stronger client base, I started being a little bit more selective and picky. So I decided I was only gonna coach women. I still probably had about three male clients at the time because you know we'd built a bit of a relationship and I was happy to train them, but I wouldn't take anyone new, um, any new males on. And then I just started getting more and more picky where I started like wanting to coach more women that you know were in their 20s and, and really starting to hit my target client. Again, I still had you know a woman in, in her 70s and I love training her and things like that, but um, I, I always would say I was a lot more picky. Um, I, the approach for that would just be um, going into the gym, walking up to someone, introducing myself and it's saying- It's like a real cold approach. Yeah, real yeah. cold approach. Um, and, and just like introducing myself and saying, hey, I'm happy to give you a free session. Would you like to do a free training session? Um, and then I would train them for free. We would book in a time together. I would get their mobile number, we would organize it and they would come in for their free session. And at the end of the free session, I would say, hey, I've got an introductory pack if you want to do three paid sessions it's $99 um, and so it was kind of just like a lot of offering my services to for free to build up like my credibility in the gym um, and eventually it got to a point where because I was still posting on Instagram and stuff like that at the same time as well um, I started getting people through Instagram inquiring about my PT services so not so much through the gym but outside of that and at this point you're still getting paid per hour from the gym right this point I'm still getting paid per hour so there was a, a point that the next step for me was I went to my bosses and I said hey you know, it's getting to a point I'm kind of in this sticky in between where I kind of want to be paying rent and, and that kind of thing because I was building up my client base. So we had a chat and the agreement we came to was that I would be paid as an employee for my first 10 hours of work. 
Um, and then after 10 hours, I could take 100%, which meant for that first 10 hours, they were, uh, they were profiting, you know, a few, they were making a few, quite a few hundred dollars profit, I think like five to $700 a week, they were probably making in profits. But again, I had the security that if people like, if I didn't have many clients and they canceled, I was still getting paid. So that worked really well. Then I started getting more and more people through to the gym. And, um, you know, then I kind of started leveraging the uh, foot traffic I was actually pulling in. So I said to the gym, hey, you know, I'm actually pulling in quite a few people. And I think I'd had two of them even sign up as members at the gym. And I said, it actually feels good for me for us to have an arrangement here. So they ended up arranging that um, anyone who signed up, they would waive like their joining fee and stuff like that. And I think I earned like $60 commission off anyone who joined the gym. Um, and then it got to a point where it just made sense for me to start paying rent. So I actually pay, I can't remember what the rent was, two or $300 a week, two fifty, three hundred dollars $300 a week um, that I would pay them, but I got to take everything home. And this was about 2019? Yeah, I reckon, I reckon this, yeah, yeah, this was about 2019. So I worked for the rest of kind of 2019 that way, just as And a, what did your online business look like at this point in 2019? I reckon I was probably charging about $59 a week for online coaching, same sort of setup, macros, um, training program weekly check-in and things like that I would have tidied up a few things in the back end I think that time I was using Trainerize, so they actually had a bit of an online app and platform and things like that so a little bit more professional but still about $59 a week um, to $69 a week um, and then sorry that was early 2019 actually and then early 2019, April 2019, I hired my first business coach. That was Matt Karma. So I worked with him to really create an actual signature offer. So that's where I created Nourish in 90. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the first time I'd gone from a weekly direct debit to like you can pay in full or you pay monthly. So it was, you know, taking things a bit more seriously. Um, and I think within my first three months working with Matt, I had my first 15K month, which was amazing um so i was kind of doing that um for the rest of 2019 and then early 2020 COVID happened <laughs> so early 2020 and i remember this conversation very clearly it was when gym shut down so yeah. at that point in your career you were still working um near enough to full time in the gym you're paying your rent and doing your one-on-one um, -on -one pt sessions you had your online business on the side and you were doing between five and 15K a month um, in income mm. from your online business. And COVID hit and gym shut and you panicked. And mm. I remember sitting in front of the fire and you were just bawling your eyes like mm. the world had ended and like you had just lost the security in your life of you know, the $700 a week that you were making from in-person um, PT and your online business wasn't at the point where it could support your lifestyle mm. to pay, you know, for the bills and um, rent and, and that sort of thing. And I remember you asking me what you were going to do. Um, you said, like, what, what can you do? You know, you can't go to work. Like, are you supposed to go down and get job seeker or whatever the um the government uh support was for for the covid relief and um we had a conversation and we agreed that um you know you didn't need a lot of income to um continue your your lifestyle as it were you weren't having you know you weren't buying Prada bags and yeah um you know the household costs were um i could cover those for the time being and you decided to go um 
commit 100% to your online business. Mm. And I remember you engaged a coach at that time, I can't remember who it was, but you sat down and you said that you're not making enough income to pay this coach. And mm. I said, go on a payment plan and just ensure that next month you make enough to pay for last month's coaching. Mm. Do you remember who that was? Yeah, that was a guy called Ruben. He actually, interestingly at the time, he cold DM'd me. So I'd never heard of him before, came out of nowhere. It was the slide into DMs. Hey Jesse, how long have you been coaching? And obviously, usually at those, I was like, delete straight away. I, I, but I don't know, something about this one, I just engaged the conversation. Okay, before before we, we go into that, tell me about that time when COVID hit and what, what you were feeling in, in that moment. Because I remember, um, pretty clearly so do you do you remember that conversation about like gyms are closing and um for for any unforeseen nobody knew how long they were closing for it was like an, in, an indefinite um view mm. for at that particular time when you know melbourne was just going into the harsh lockdowns yeah i i do and i feel that i i was kind of in this mixed phase where i was like absolutely distraught about it um really I think scared. I actually think I remember just feeling really, really scared of like what's happening. This is new, you know, in my however old I was, 25, 26 years of life. I've never seen what was happening. It was all. So there was a lot of uncertainty um, in, in full transparency. I fully thought it wasn't going to last long. I remember we had um, a Europe trip booked in September and I remember saying like, oh, the poor people who have Europe trips and weddings now, like, I'm so glad ours isn't till September because I just thought... <laughs> little did we know. Little did we know we're going to be trapped for two years. But um, at the time, I thought it was going to be over soon, but I also didn't want to feel like a victim to my circumstances. And I would also say that the uncertainty brought up a lot for me where I didn't want to be a victim to the unknown. And I didn't want to, like... I didn't want to have five minutes where I wasn't working, five minutes where I wasn't building my business because that's what I'd been working so hard for. I'd been doing everything I could to build my business, been trying to make the right moves. You know, I'd hired my first business coach the year before and and to have that just like, well, too bad. You can't be in the gym now. You can't work. You can't make money. Um, so yeah, I guess there was just a point where I was like, I, I remember thinking I'm either going to drown or swim right now. Mm. And I just wanted to swim. So... Um you engaged Ruben and I remember you doing your first $30,000 month. Yeah. And I remember that was incredible. And um, at this point, you still had in your mind that you would be returning to um, in-person one-on-one PT when gyms reopened. Mm-hmm. And then this 30K month came along and you were like, holy shit, this is like more money than I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Maybe like this is the endeavor that I should be focusing more on. But it wasn't a linear growth pattern for you it wasn't a 30k month then a 40k month then a 50k month you did a couple of 30k months and then you know you're back down doing 10 to 15 um, k months and I remember that there was that period of like really trying to anchor into the self-belief that it was something that you could make a full-time um, career out of at this yeah. point you were because of necessity you know there wasn't an alternative option but in your mind you had that this was um subsidy to your full-time PT career so Mm. how did you go from inconsistent 30k months to you know in 2022 you know on track to well surpass a million dollars a year in revenue oh I just got tingles um I'll do that to you Yeah, uh, I would say that the approach that I'd work, uh, I'd learned from the coach at that time where I was hitting those 30k months, 
obviously his advice was very beneficial. I was hitting 30K months, but the strategy I had learned was very much, if you do this thing, this is the money you'll make. So it was like the harder you work, the more you make, basically. It was like a a bit more outreach strategy and things like that. So I actually didn't know how to build a business. I actually didn't know how to create a brand. I just knew how to do a strategy, how to do a process. So that's why it was really inconsistent because sometimes I would do the strategy, get all the clients. I'd hired team members. So I had so many people that then I was distracted from, I wouldn't say distracted, but for a lack of a better word, coaching my actual clients that I took my foot off the gas from continuing to upkeep the strategy. And that's when my revenue would drop. And then I would go, oh shit, I've got to get more leads in. So I would start doing the strategy again. And then, but then I was getting my focus taken from my clients. So it was very much like this energy of like, I know this one thing I can do to make money, but the less I do it, the less money I make. So that's why it was so inconsistent. Towards the end of the year, I felt pretty burnt out from that. And because I had no um, like solid foundations, I had no recurring revenue, I didn't have a product suite. This was fully scaled off one individual offer, which was one-to-one coaching. So December, I actually took time off and I specifically remember having a $6,000 month in December. And I was like, I don't have a business that supports me right now. Like I felt very much like, um, to exaggerate, I felt like a victim to my job where it was like, I really have to be in this full time. So at that time I I hired another coach and and anyway, that was a mastermind. I ended up leaving early and all the things, but I I just started just really, I I was always willing to just keep learning. I was always willing to try new things. I was willing to um, take, I was willing to leave money on the table. So I went from a early 2021, my revenue actually dropped from the year prior. I wasn't doing 30K months anymore. I was doing 15 to 20K, but I was like, I'm not doing that strategy anymore. And I trust myself to build a business another way. So you took a step backwards for yep. a long-term view of moving forwards. Yeah, absolutely. How was that? How did you, because for me, like that's something that, you know, I've had elements of that coming to my business uh, it's not necessarily been with revenue, but it's either, you know, you scale back the team in order to, you know, create a better culture and a stronger team long term. But it's always been a massive challenge for me to um, to quiet the ego and be like, I've got to take a step backwards in order to move forwards. How did you how did you deal with that? I would say my ego was pretty loud at the time. Um, And I specifically remember saying um, to my coach at the time, I just remember saying, I just don't have evidence of this. I don't have evidence. And I remember just, I kept saying, I don't have evidence that this is gonna work. I only have evidence of doing it the other way. Um, And that was the biggest thing. I was like, I just need a little bit of evidence. I just need to hang in there until I get the one bit of evidence that someone's gonna buy from me without me doing it that way. Um, And so I remember when you know, I got my first kind of sale, like I started picking up sales a bit, doing things and I was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna grab that as evidence and just amplify it and trust it and run with it. Um, And it was just like, I would say finding new levels of self-trust within myself. Like I had this intuitive knowing that it could be different, that it could be bigger, that it could be better. And then I could build something more than what I was building. And I had to just keep leaning back on that self-trust element. Cause as I said, my ego was very loud at the time. I remember just thinking, I know how to make more money than this. I know how to, you know, and I had, it, it took a lot for me to just not go back to making money that way. So I would just say self-trust and just patience. Mm, yeah. Yeah, um, very, very true. So, okay, through your business, you've had some incredible accomplishments so far. You know, you're changing the lives of so many different women. Um, 
you know, we were talking this morning about the retreat that you did, I think in August with the girls when you took them to Byron Bay and like, you know, you, you helped form bonds between women that um, wouldn't have otherwise connected and they might go on to be, you know, friends for, for mm. decades to come, which is really, really cool. Uh, you've done consistent back-to-back 100K months. I think we just worked out you did a 300 and something K quarter um, last quarter. Yeah. But outside of your business, what have been some of the, you know, the really cool accomplishments that have come off the back of, of growing the business? Because, you know, really the cool, the cool shit doesn't happen in the business that's in front of you. Like to have a business that's turning over a million dollars a year or to be leading a team, that's not the cool shit. The cool shit is what happens to you mm. in, in what you become in doing that mm. and the impact that you can have outside your business. So. What, what's something that comes to mind when I ask, you know, what's, what's the coolest thing that you've done this year as a result of your business success? I would just say being able to, like, I would say it's, it is something I do, but it's more a feeling that I can always look after the people I care about. Um, you know, there's been going from giving mum, you know, $40 cotton on pajamas for, her birthday to sending her off for a four day, five star accommodation off Airbnb at a place that she would never pick because it would just be out of her price range or, you know, being able to buy you really nice gifts for your birthday. And just like, I would just say, it's just a feeling of that I can always give back um, and I can always look after people and that feeling that I get that I can always make sure that everyone around me is, is not just safe, but feels expanded by me and what I'm doing and how I can look after them and things like that. Um, I would say who I've had to become in order to grow my business to the level I have has meant that the people that I've attracted into my life have been different, how I've been able to show up in our relationships been different. Like, you know, we bond so much over, and it's not that we bond over our business, but, but it is in a sense of like, we actually get to like, work on ourselves and deepen our relationship through us both having businesses and who we're becoming in the process of building them um but the friendships i've been able to create so i would say just like honestly the coolest thing for me is my lifestyle the people in my life how i can the decisions i can make um and even something as simple as and again it's not about the money um but i remember a couple of months ago i had a trip booked to sydney to see my best friends and I was only going for two nights and I got to the airport and, and I don't know what had happened, but all flights that day were, were cancelled to Sydney. Um, the best that they could do was put me on a flight to Canberra with a seven hour stopover and then get to Sydney at 7pm that night. And I had a little cry because, you know, I was so excited. Hey, pups. <laughs> and I said to myself, right, well, I'm definitely not going to Canberra for a seven hour stopover. And I guess I'm going home and I'm coming back tomorrow and I'm going for one night. And I quickly was like, you know what? Because I was flying with Virgin, I, I ducked into Qantas and was like, maybe there's a Qantas flight. And you know, there's people lining up, everyone kind of doing the same thing. And um, they there was one flight left for $1,600 business class. And I sat on it and I bought it. Because I was like, I would rather pay this $1,600 for a bloody one-way ticket to Sydney and spend an extra day with my best friends because I highly value their time and I highly value my time than to go tomorrow. Yeah, and I think that's like, 
a beautiful thing that that money can do and some of the things that come to mind for me uh, where you've been able to leverage your success in improving your quality of life is Mm. a lot of it is what you do for others you know you've been able to um, spoil your mum you know you'll take her on a shopping day where you can send her into any shop she likes and she can buy whatever she likes without regard for it doesn't even have to look at the price tag or you know when um your dad came to visit and he didn't have to stay, you know, an hour away in Langwarren where he had accommodation because you were able to just put him in an Airbnb in Brighton just down the road so you could have coffee with him the next morning Mm. and the convenience that that comes with that. You've also been able to do some some really cool stuff, you know, in other areas of your life. You you lent your brother 100K Mm. um, just because, you know, he needed 100K for a couple of weeks and you were just like, oh yeah, I'll just transfer you that now. And to be in a position to be able to do that um, is really, really cool. Especially, you know, how quickly you've got there. Um, (laughs) There's a dog race going on in the background. They need a track. Yeah. Um, You know, we were saying this morning that that nothing happens overnight. And to think that, you know, when we were, when you were starting your your online business in 2017 and you were making $750, $800 a week um, in your full-time in-person PT business, and in your online business to now, you know, be making no less than $30,000 a week, you know, in a quiet week, you know, yeah. $30,000 a day on a, on a big day. It's, um, it's an incredibly, uh, transformation and something that, um, I'm really proud of and I fucking love telling everyone I speak to about it mm. before we wrap this up and, uh, go do some hard work that we have to do this afternoon in that gold class and, um, massage. What's next for Jesse Williams? you've in the last 18 months you've taken your business from consistent 10 to twenty thousand dollar months to um back to back to back to back to back multiple you know six figure months mm. heading towards a million dollars a year what's next for you are you still focused on your business are you content with where your business is what are we going to see over the next 12 months yeah, this is cool. Um, I would say, and we actually had a bit of a chat about this this morning, that where I'm at and what exactly it's going to look like, I don't know. But where I'm at is, um, and again, I'm just going to exaggerate because this is not what I am, but I don't want to I don't want to be just a coach on Instagram selling her services, selling her offers. And while they're impactful and, and all the things, I want to create something bigger. I want to create a really big brand. And so what I'm going to be focusing on moving forward is starting to look at like diversity diversifying you know the platforms I'm on I feel like I've um, you know built on social media and been able to leverage my revenue and is so much from Instagram alone but you know I'm really wanting to like take my podcast more seriously I'm wanting to you know be able to to be on TikTok to be on reels to be creating more I want to start doing where I'm guest appearing on other people's podcasts you know my team and I actually right now you're guest appearing on your own so I'm guest appearing cool. on my own but um yeah I haven't so, seen that <laughs> yeah so I think like my team and I are talking about you know setting up a thing where I can start setting more time aside where I can be doing other things with other people and collaborating Um, but just starting to do things where now I'm so comfortable in my business that I can do things like that and I have the time and I have the team and I have the capacity so I would say the two biggest things is growing my brand big like a bigger brand vision um, more brand visibility getting across more platforms and then just starting to do things in my business that feel fun too and feel like I can give back and you know I, I just more fun in my business I think yeah 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 
Cool. Sounds yeah. like you're going to remove the the expectations and the shackles of income must come first and mm-hmm. start doing some more creative stuff in your business, which often yep. leads to uh, more income and more profits anyway. So yep. it'd be interesting to see how it unfolds. Yeah, absolutely. This has been great. I, I I thought you were going to be asking me like, what's your favorite sex position? And I was waiting for- What? As if I wouldn't know. <laughs> But you're still asking me for everyone else to get a little bit of a... Oh, I forgot we're recording. (laughs) Yeah, so this has been very, very tame. Very good episode. Thank you. Such a professional. Um, Guys, this has been my host, Virginity. Uh, I've never hosted a podcast before. So if you want to see Jessie on an actual podcast with somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing, uh, let her know in wherever this is going to be posted, comments, DMs, I don't know, whatever it is. Just somehow let her know that you want to see her on podcasts and if there's any podcasts you want to see her on because I'm sure there's somebody who could ask her some shit that um, would really help her explain her position better. You did great. Very impressed. I think that was a very good cherry pop. Guys, thank you for tuning in to the Jesse Williams podcast. I've been your host, Oscar Ledlin. This is our special guest today, Jesse Williams, and uh, she will be back next week.